Welcome to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. I am B-Rob. This is episode 43. We are recapping week two of the NFL season on Sunday night, and we're going to do a little Monday night football preview as well. I am joined by my father, Jeff Robbins. Good evening. And the dog, Andrew Radcliffe. Big dog. How you doing, big dog? Great. I was in Vegas this weekend. Well, we, we have some questions about that. We will we'll get to that a little that. later. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll make a note of that, actually, at he's the end of the podcast. Giving, he's probably giving us the Rona right now. <laughs> <laughs> Very likely. Um, all right. So, yeah, we're recapping week two of the NFL. This is the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob, episode 43. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music now. If you like us, give us a five-star review, leave a question, we'll answer it on the podcast. And of course, we're going to shout out our guy in Belgium who listens every episode. We want to hear from you. We're just letting you know right now. Did you enjoy football today? We did. Let's talk about it. What is happening in Belgium? We want to know. We need an update. We would love to have that be a reoccurring segment here on the Pineapple Couch. But I mean, there's only one place it makes sense to start, and that would be the Sunday night football game we just watched, the Seahawks beat the New England Patriots 35-30. to They cover that four-and-a-half-point spread. And it all ends there on that goal line stand. The Seahawks stop Cam Newton running it out of the shotgun, which we saw consistently throughout that game and consistently last week of that kind of being unstoppable, Andrew. We were talking about that as we were watching that. Cam, let's put aside how ob- they didn't get it on the goal line stand, obviously, at the end. Everyone Cam in the world Newton, knew that he was going to run yeah, do that same play. But wouldn't you have called it? 100%. Yeah, I think that's what you got to do. Dad, do you disagree? Isn't that the play you run there? It's the play you run there to win that game. But, I mean, again, going back to what I said last week, they're going to kill him. They're running him in between the tackles five to ten times a game. But he, he looks looked great. Okay, and can they're you say kill him. you made some remarks about his passing accuracy and some stuff that I thought was a little out, bit out of pocket last week that was not – this dude was an MVP and took his team to the Super Bowl. Are you going to say you're sorry to Cam Newton for criticizing him too much? And he looks really good. I stand by my opinion. That was one game, but he did look very good passing. He made some big throws. He did. I'm sure that's the coaching, and it's going to help him, but – so you still don't have faith. At this your career, you are who you are. He's going to uncork some bad ones, especially once he gets dinged up, which I'm telling you is coming. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. If we look at Cam Newton's stat line tonight, 397 yards passing, a touchdown, one pick, 47 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. Almost had that third touchdown there at the end. I thought he looked really good, and I think obviously the injury is always a concern with players like that, but, but... He has Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick being able to use a quarterback like this is fucking awesome. Wouldn't you guys agree? The way he fake ran it on that one and he threw I, that I mean, might have been. Just, I mean, their offense is completely different, which I mm-hmm. think is amazing. Because it's they just still a run, lost. like you said. They, they still lost. lost. Let's remember they lost. Okay, well, I mean, yeah. Let's, so they lost because of right now, I would say, probably the favorite to win MVP, Russell Wilson tonight. 288 yards, five TDs, continues to stack it up. There was a stat about halfway through tonight's game, and I don't know how it held up after the course of the game, but it was after Russ had three touchdowns or something in this game. And so he had four touchdowns in week one, and he had three touchdowns thus far in tonight's game. So that's seven. He had seven incompletions. And seven, he had as many incompletions this season as he had touchdowns. touchdowns. 
I mean, Andrew, you're a big you're a big Seahawks believer, obviously, this year. Um, Russell Wilson MVP. Uh, right now, he's definitely the favorite. I mean, I mean, Mahomes and Jackson are also looking great, but it kind of seems a little different this year in Seattle. They're kind of letting him. They're letting Russ loose. What was it? Cut Russ. What was Chris Collinsworth? Let Russ cook. Let Russ eat. Something like that. Yes. Um, He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league for the last five plus years. I mean, I would put him in terms of quarterbacks I've seen in my lifetime, probably in the top five. He's definitely climbing. I mean, he has one Super Bowl, but. But he's just so consistent. And oftentimes, when we've seen the Seahawks the last couple years, it really hasn't been his fault they've lost in the playoffs. It's like, why are you only throwing the ball 20 times a game? He's literally, like, I think the only guy left from that Seahawks Super Bowl team. Yeah. There might be another. Bobby Wagner. So they've completely rebuilt that team with him, went through a rebuilding era, and he's been good the whole time. Mm -hmm. He hasn't had great, spectacular wide receivers. Ever. Metcalf looks good. I mean, Tyler Lockett has been very good, too. We should give him some credit there. Doug Baldwin had a big year, but he's Doug Baldwin. Nobody Mm -hmm. saw that coming. It's not like Doug Baldwin was, you know, lighting up the I mean, and let's keep in mind that that. the only reason that this was as close as it was was because on, like, the second play of this game, Russell Wilson throws a perfect pass to Greg Olson for a first down, and he just muffs it, and it's a pick six. So, I mean, that's football. That's how it happens, so you don't know how it would have worked out. Um, Which tells you the Patriots got beat pretty solidly in that game. I mean, for me, though, they hung around more than I expected because I really think of the Seahawks as one of the four or five best teams in the league, if not better than that. So, I mean, aren't the Patriots in that same group? I mean, I don't think people were ranking them like that at the start of this year with losing. Wouldn't you put the Patriots as one of the top five teams in the NFL? No. Yeah. I, would I mean, not. they're right on that edge, I think. I don't know. I'd put Kansas City. I'd put Baltimore. I would put um, San Fran. Uh, we'll see about that. Um, I w- Wait, who are we? I put the Seahawks. I would put Kansas City. I would put Baltimore. The Packers? How do you like the I'd, Packers right now? The Packers and Patriots are pretty even to me, but I'd give the edge to the Packers because they have Aaron Rodgers. All I'm saying is, is they're one of the top teams. They're not a top five team, though, this year. There's a Six, lot of teams seven, you could give. Right our, Saint, the, the Saints year. are better than them. Saints are better than them. You've named four teams. Though I'm saying whether they're five, six, seven, they're they're one of the top. Are the Bills teams. better than them? Not until they beat them. Mm. I thought you were a stallion guy. Josh Allen is the most fun player to watch in the NFL, in my opinion. All right, well, we'll get to him later, and don't worry, folks. We have sound effects for that. Um, any last words though on the Seattle victory tonight? I mean, covering the four and a half spread. Russell Wilson, we would we all agree is the favorite right now for MVP. Obviously, only two weeks in, and there's a lot to be done, but he's looked spectacular. He's at the point where they almost owe him one. He's played at such a high level for so long. I agree he's with never that. Never really gotten consideration. I mean, Cam Newton has an MVP. Russell, Russell Wilson has no MVP votes in his career. Russell Wilson has zero MVP votes. Mm-hmm. Remember they're talking about that today on the broadcast, and yeah. Chris Collinsworth, I guess, lost his vote. I don't know how you get on that committee and you can't don't turn in your vote on time. I mean, it's probably like Chris <laughs> Collinsworth has to answer probably a fucking text just or just say ridiculous. it on a phone call. We spend all this time talking about MVP and stuff, and you got literally not Chris Collinsworth, but other. It's like oh, a I mean, there was the whole Maria voting. Taylor with ESPN. She did. She has a vote for all NBA, and she left off Anthony Davis off all three teams. 
And so she obviously got criticism for it. And she's like, oh, I forgot. And it's like, okay, well, I understand making mental errors, but it's like, I did a podcast a month ago with Johnny that is nowhere near what the fuck she's doing. And I spent like an hour and a half preparing my, like two hours plus preparing my double or my all NBA team. And And you forget fucking Anthony Davis. And Chris Collinsworth can't even be bothered to get his ballot in. And these guys have contracts that pay them if they get. And that's just what a joke. This is an aside, but that's just what a joke. All the all NBA teams in the NBR have become Bradley Beal. Did not make an all-NBA team this team. Put up 30-7, and seven, but Russell Westbrook's way better than him. He should make one, right? Fuck that. Um, all right, let's get back to football. Um, all right, well, this is, this is a bitter... I you, you watch way more NBA than 75% of the people that vote on those things. I would, go, I would go upwards of that, but, I mean, we're just a humble podcast here at the Pineapple Couch. Can we talk about how you said Al Michaels... Okay, so I there was Chris Collinsworth was on Pardon My Take, and he told the story of how essentially Al Michaels, I mean, obviously Al Michaels is a legend, but he's at the level where basically during these Sunday night football game broadcasts, he eats a meal, and granted, no vegetables. My dad always likes to point that out. But he eats like steak and potatoes <clears throat> as he's calling Sunday night football games. And I think everyone will agree that Al Michaels is a fantastic announcer and we love him on every game. And I don't think I've ever noticed that he's fucking eating a steak and this potatoes. This breaking news to me today. What a legend. That's so great. I want to know, like we were talking about, like at what stage of his career OJ, could he say, by the way, next broadcast, can you please have a steak in here for me to eat? <laughs> when do you get that famous? After Miracle on Ice, where he goes... You know, gives his legend. Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe in miracles? Call. I mean, at that point, then he goes in and goes, "Hey, by the way, you know, after that call, I want a steak in the broadcast booth every." And I mean, credit to him though. It's not like we've ever heard him like chomping on it. I mean, he's just a very efficient eater. Apparently, if you are a fan of Al Michaels, go listen to the replay of Howard Stern's interview with him about when OJ was on the Bronco chase. Oh, it's it's an all time, all time, all time finals at the time. And it's a totally series of things call. happen that just are hilarious when you listen to Al Michaels tell the story. All right, well, let's get back into the NFL this week. Um, Chargers, Chiefs, Kansas City's going to win an overtime game, twenty-three to twenty, against the Chargers. Uh, Chargers really choked it. It was the most typical Chargers loss that keeps you hanging on the entire game and gives you hope. But and they lose, and we can harp on that all you want. You can make your shitty comments, Dad, about oh the Chargers this, the Chargers that. It was like watching a, sl- a train wreck you saw coming from 10 miles away. And you know it's coming, and you have to watch it. And there's maybe a chance they avoid it that keeps you hanging on. So you're and not there's another car behind And it. then like, <laughs> something comes out of nowhere and just crushes a you. Meteor it was so obvious that they were going to blow that game. All right. Well, big middle finger to you. And this is how. No, 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 no. You, you've said your thing. On I'm on. dead. Oh, the Chargers always choke. I'm a 49ers fan, though. So shut up. I'm talking. I'm taking what we see from this game. Yes, they choked. Anthony Lynn's an idiot. Let's punt to Pat Mahomes in overtime so on, on fourth and one. He made two 58-yard field goals. But, but. Okay, we knew all that shit about the Chargers. We knew Anthony Lynn was going to piss away this season and stuff like that. What we saw out of Herbert today, this early, Tyrod Taylor obviously goes out er, uh, before the game, and it's not so 
not really announced until like what even 10 happened? 15 he had some sort of chest problem how what is how does it what that i don't makes know no sense there wasn't really anything announced and so herbert gets thrown into the game and for being a rookie in your second game against the defending super bowl champions going putting up 311 yards a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown keep in mind he had a bad pick but that's a rookie mistake he played as well as he, Mahomes. He played so well, and this is a great, great, great time to remind all those fucking stupid people on Twitter who think that we should start the Chargers should start Tyrod Taylor. They go, "Oh my God, Herbert's not ready. He can't go out there." I'm pretty sure Justin Herbert's better than Tyrod Taylor. And one last That's thing. That's not why they say that. They say that because you don't want the rookie quarterback to get his head kicked in. Yeah, because look at how bad rookie quarterbacks career. have done recently. I mean, I'm just saying that's... The rookie theory. quarterbacks are doing so much better year after year well, after year after year. I mean, and so... Fuck you, Anthony Lynn, for so many reasons. I hope you get fired. I'm not going to get into that, but... The He's fact that this fired. motherfucker comes out after Herbert puts up this performance and they have a competitive game against the Chiefs. And he's like, oh, well, Tyrod's the, the starter if he's healthy. You... Stupid fucking motherfucker, Anthony Lynn. I fucking hate him. It's just, I mean, we all know what Tyrod Taylor is. We've seen it's not like he's new. He's what is the benefit of playing Tyrod Taylor? Don't you want you? We saw Herbert is ready to take today, snaps. I mean, that should be enough. He, he should looked, be getting more. Correct. The only thing that makes sense is if they believe they're making a Super Bowl run. And they're going with the the veteran, experienced quarterback, which would be actually crazier if they actually thought they were going on a Super Bowl run because they're not. Well, I mean, imagine saying like, "Hey, we're going to go on a Super Bowl run with a veteran quarterback. We're not going to resign Philip Rivers, but let's go get Tyrod. Let's let's use Tyrod Taylor." Okay, so I mean, maybe Anthony Lynn is keeping it like weird, but I it's already a weird enough year for a rookie quarterback, and then I really want two. He does well, and it's like, oh, I really, really want. Herbert to start next week and uh, good friend of the podcast Dustin was here today and we kept because we had no idea we we're kind of blindsided by Herbert coming in we we're kind of looking at each other like oh shit it's now like because it was like I kind of was ready for this to be just like a fucking four and twelve season and it still might be something like that with Tyrod Taylor nothing to look forward to but if we have Justin Herbert who we can have growing and the signs he showed today he, I'm excited I'm he excited accelerated his clock i mean he's gonna get in and get minutes i really don't have a problem with him spending a couple more weeks on the sideline this the chargers aren't gonna I win do. anything and what's the what, but what's the point I'm of playing tyrod taylor for three years? watching at that level they well, do i feel like you'd learn more being on the field that's after not showing necessarily your competence. true so uh, there's two schools of thought on it i don't one that's right one that's wrong you know one that we'll see well chargers have been really <laughs> Had good decisions in the past, so. I mean, I just don't understand how after watching that game, and I get the like let I get what you're saying. I disagree with it, but like after watching that game, being like really like I I don't think Herbert's ready yet. Tyrod Taylor gives us a better chance to win. That's just ridiculous to me. But are, are you looking at Herbert for a better chance to win a game, or are you trying to develop your franchise quarterback where the next Both. game doesn't matter? In Both. Put him in the game. 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 Get some reps. What's the fucking... Like, if this is a watch, if we're like, oh, we're going to throw Tyrod Taylor, this season doesn't matter, let's get him some reps. 
It wasn't like today he was getting like the shit kicked out of him and was in a terrible situation. He has weapons. He was looking good with the run game. So as long as you have that, I don't see what so the problem the having him out there is. between like week five or week six at this point because it's like. It's week two. It's week two, but it's like, well, I don't. Why, why would we just. Two, why would we wait for two more weeks? Momentum. I just don't get it. Like, I feel like he's he looks got good. a little momentum right now. I, the like, team, the team like. At, who are they playing? Like if they're playing the Ravens on the road, do you really want to send Herbert out there for that? I don't. But if they're playing, I don't want to bench him after know, he played well. well. We'll see what happens. Fuck, I have no faith in suck. Anthony Lynn. All right, let's talk about another game that happened today. Oh, a fucking crazy comeback, Cowboys. The, the Atlanta Falcons are up twenty to nothing after the first quarter, and the Cowboys end up winning forty to thirty-nine. Dak Prescott puts up four hundred fifty yards, one passing touchdown, three rushing touchdowns. Um. I mean, the, the, the Falcons are just basically cursed. Or not cursed, but once the, the 28-3 come back in that Super Bowl, the Falcons are, I wouldn't even say a shell of themselves. Like, what's worse than a shell? Like, a corpse of themselves. They're just cursed. They're the only two teams that can make a 40-39 last-minute victory boring. <laughs> That's true. But um, you know what was the worst blown lead in the NFL before today's um, uh, Atlanta-Dallas game? Chargers. No, no, it was actually in the Super Bowl. Nice. Real nice. Hell yeah. Oh, he's doing that. It was 28-3 to Super Bowl, Atlanta over New England. That was the biggest blown lead before this. And you know, they still have Matt Ryan, Dan Quinn still there, Julio Jones. Yeah, let's not hey, – we love Julio. We Julio like did him, drop a touchdown thing. today. That was, that was, that was tough. How is Dan Quinn still there? How many losses can you have? I mean, like Jesus. I don't understand how he survived Move last on. season. But, okay, the Cowboys still suck. This means, like, yeah, they won this game. They came back. Good for them. The NFC East is shit. They might make the playoffs, but I don't think... I don't think they suck, but they're not, like... Well, they suck based on what they are talked about, what they could be. They're, they're, yeah. They're not a Super There's Bowl a contender. Bunch of people, but I think a lot of that is media-related because they know so many people like the Cowboys, so they I say stupid shit that. about the Cowboys, so people listen... Does, does anyone you know really think the Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl? I don't. Who really? Stu Finer. <laughs> exactly. He's ready to roll. Hey. <laughs> um, okay. So that yeah, that's that comeback. Um, CD Lamb looks really good. He looks big and fast and good. I mean, it's just again with the Cowboys, it's like so many weapons. He has so many. Gallops Dak Prescott has so Cooper's, many weapons. Cooper's weapons. Good. There's no Cooper excuse. The one, yeah. There's Zeke, no excuse. Zeke is a beast, and they're still. Boring. <laughs> They're boring. They're well. I mean, they fired Jason Garrett, but keep their offensive play caller Kellen Moore, who learned from Jason Garrett. It's something about those stadiums, those fields, those domes, those teams. They're just boring. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan is like the guy down the hall you never notice at work, but he's there every day, working hard, doing well, doing well, working hard, but nobody cares. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> Let's get into the next game, Dad. Um, so your 49ers take a 31 to 13 lead uh, win over the New York Jets. But I'm going to list some names right now that are injured on the 49ers. Joy, or excuse me, Nick Bosa, probably out for the year. George Kittle, week to week. Jimmy G, ankle injury, probably will be back next week. Mostert, MCL, sprain, so week to week. Solomon Thomas, um, I assume week to week. I, I didn't see exactly his thing. But I say all this to say. Thomas's injury looked bad. I think it was worse than week to week. Are we worried? I was worried before the season started because Jimmy G sucks. Okay, so let's just get that out there first. Okay, so you say Jimmy G sucks. What should the Niners do? 
I mean, they got to just do the best they can because the Jimmy G will come back. I don't think his injury was that bad. He played for a while. Well, you want Jimmy G over Nick Mullins, obviously. Yeah, I want Jimmy G over Nick Mullins. Jesus, you spoiled little fuck. Just went to the Super Bowl already calling for this shit. And I'm talking about how my quarterback They're threw in for 311 division. yards and one touchdown. And I'm like, oh, my God. They're in a Shares tough division. A <laughs> the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals are all good. They're going to lose a couple of those games. So are you... They're not going to go any 13-3. and three. Are they making the playoffs? borderline because of the competition in their division and if you had to bet right now the are the niners going to make the playoffs or no no wow the super bowl no. hangover is real because of their division being so strong they're just gonna it's like being in the pack 10 they're gonna have too many losses mm-hmm. okay well we'll get to the strength of that division later but, um on the niners the biggest part problem for me on the injuries is i think well not for me for them is the d-line do yeah. they have the depth? I think they have the depth at running back to survive Mostert. Losing Bosa is just... Bosa and Thomas. I mean, that's the strength of their team. But the thing is, they still have a great defense outside of those guys. Yeah, Fred Bosa War- was like getting quarterback pressures at the highest rate in the league. Yeah. And if you can make the quarterback... Changes everything. It changes... It, if, that just changes everything. So, no, I don't think they're going to be the same. And I think they have really good teams in their division that they'll lose some games to. Okay. And it'll be a tough, tough road for them. I feel so bad for you. Um, all right, let's go to another team in your division. The Cardinals rolled the Washington football team 30-15. to 15. Um, Keep in mind, this is the Washington football team that we're talking about. Not that great of a team. I'm going to start with this question to you guys. The Arizona Cardinals are 2-0. They beat the Niners. And now the Washington football team. Is this real? Are we buying into the Cardinals as a potential playoff team? Yes. Yeah, I think they'd be like nine and seven, but I think they're gonna have like a stretch where they lose, have a really bad month, four or five games, and then the Niners, once they get a little healthy, they'll be fighting for I think the third spot. In that it, it all to me, it all comes down to them winning most of their out of division games and going five hundred in division. And if they can do that, they're going to probably make – I could see them win, win 10 games. Kyler Murray's really, really impressive. He's so He's good. He's developed a, a bond with DeAndre Hopkins very quickly, which you don't see a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost better than Watson and Hopkins ever looked together. Who's their coach? Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. He's doing something right. He's Kyler a good Murray offensive coach. He's one of those special like, athletes. Yeah. Well, that run he had today was just he, – he's like a mix – Kyler Murray's like a mix of like Mahomes and Wilson. It's He's got terrifying. a little like Vic in him. The way he changes direction at full speed, it's crazy. Um, are we doing your thing on most surprising and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that now. Um, we've seen about two weeks of football, and we're still going to get into some other games today, so we'll try not to overtouch on that. But I thought it would be cool if we each had our, our biggest disappointment and our biggest surprise in a good way. You can start, Dad. Um, well, I kind of alluded to it. The biggest, I don't know if it's that big of a surprise, but for me, it's, it's Arizona. So I you think they're buying it? You think they're I'm very buying. legit? I, I mean, they have they have a, they don't have a bad defense. Chandler Jones is a fucking beast. Yeah, I'm I'm buying, and I don't I don't think they're even like in their GM and coaches and ownership their plan for developing their team. I think they're way ahead of where they thought they would be, mm-hmm. and um. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to go and win the Super Bowl or even win necessarily a playoff game, but they're good. Mm-hmm. 
They play hard, and, and Murray's a special player. And my biggest disappointment would be the Houston Texans. They've gotten outscored 67 to 36 in two weeks. They look bad. I mean, they isn't miss it, Hopkins. Bad. I mean, it it's crazy the effect that Hopkins leaving had on them because if, let's say, Hopkins wasn't traded, I think I would have been more like, don't you guys think you would have just been, okay, well, maybe they have a chance. But I've had zero faith in them this year once they got they rid of like, Hopkins. They put on the worst offensive lines and then they get a running back and it's like... Who's washed and always gets hurt. Every time Watson is thinking on his feet and he has to try to make... And Watson's not, not as good as um, people think he is, I will say. As a fantasy Watson's owner good. of Watson, I'm not saying he's bad. I just think he's in a... Like he doesn't have any time, and the Texans kind of suck. Who do you I think seen, if you put I think them in? Watson could perform in big. If you put time. Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson in equal situations, who performs better? Kyler Murray. I'm still gonna say Watson. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't. Watson, that's not like outlandish. Two years ago, before he tore his ACL, yeah. he was on fire. Mm-hmm. He was like Mahomes level. For a he just kind of has like a like a crutch of just Bill O'Brien. I think Kyler. Mur- I don't know. Bill O'Brien's I, a terrible coach. I believe in Kyler Murray, but I also like I'm down on on Watson, and so I'd favor Murray. But I have to be real and remember that Bill O'Brien's a fucking idiot and traded. He has control of their trades too, and he traded Hopkins because he doesn't get along with him. Fucking David Johnson, running back, smart move. Yeah, the only way that trade makes sense is if you're getting like a series of high draft picks over time, and and even that only makes sense if you've kind of given up on your team and you're going to rebuild. And they go, just signed that's a Watson. Terrible so like, message to send to your quarterback. No, it, wasn't even, it was a 28 year old uh, running back coming off a catastrophic knee yeah. injury. Yes. <laughs> not good. Not good. Um, let's get let's get into this next game here. We'll get into Andrew and I's most disappointing and most surprising. Or do you have one that we've already talked about? You want to bring up? Or so it would be the Cardinals, and the other one would be the Packers for most surprising for me because I okay. didn't think. They were very good. So the Packers, they haven't played great. I mean, the Vikings look awful right now. Mm -hmm. And the Lions. And the Lions are awful, but the Packers have. They've looked good. And they've won by a lot. Does it scare you a little of kind of what we saw last year, them going 13-3 and and still being like, but like, are they good? Or are you thinking? Yes, but I still think they're. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is is better this year than he was last year? He's better than this year than last year. Okay. And I think the longer in the system, they'll work. What's the coach's name again? Matt LaFleur. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, think the Vikings and last year, are not a competition weeks, They had anymore. a lot of like 20 to 13 games early on. It was yeah. like they shut down completely in the second half offensively. That's a shitty division. Is, if Matt Stafford throws a touchdown in the third quarter down 20, should it even go in his stats? Yes, it should because he's a good guy and he's getting well, he's fucked over. Of his touchdowns. He, he th- he's he's good. I, don't, I won't accept. Numbers. You can't. Like, he's. Say Matt Stafford's good. Matt Stafford is good, but it's irrelevant because he plays well a lot of times after the game is over. And no, oh, Steven, just, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's like the guy that hits a home run when you're up ten three. Oh yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh wow. That was Thank great. Um, okay, so let's talk about. Uh, Do you agree with that, Andrew? Hundred percent. Because they're like a Albert Pujols on the Angels. 150 of his home runs have been in so like the most meaningless situations of all time, and it's 11 to one. But that's Matthew Stafford. Yeah, it's Matthew Stafford. Look at that 70 yard <laughs> touchdown. Oh, they're only down 17. <laughs> it's kind of like how Clayton Kershaw's never played a good playoff game in his entire life, and the Dodgers have never won a World Series in the last like. <laughs> the difference is the like Lions 30 don't years. even go to the playoffs. 
So if you were to judge teams on being good by winning World Series, the Dodgers haven't been good in the so are the best long. Southern California team. I mean, the, the three right now. I mean, the Giants just pee on the Dodgers. It's a joke. The A's pee on everyone. And you know who's going to beat the Dodgers or better than the Dodgers this year? It's the fucking San Diego Padres. That's right. They clinched the playoffs today. Let's go. They're exciting. They're fun. I mean, hey, pineapple couch listeners. Two weeks, but hopefully. Let's put out a future on the Padres. I mean, I'll stop and watch Will Myers swing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get back into football. Um, Kirk Cousins sucks. Hell yeah. (laughs) Kirk Cousins sucks. Hell yeah. He went for 11 for 26 passing day for 113 yards and three interceptions. Zero touchdowns. Um, Why? How? I mean,. Is, He's horrible. Is he like a gypsy, like some sort of magician? How the fuck did he convince them to give him another contract extension? He convinces everyone. When you're looking at the betting line, you go, hmm, well, Kirk Cousins might remember be able to do that. When and then Kirk, he sucks. You remember when Kirk Cousins said before the season about COVID, if I die, I die? He's dying on the field. <laughs> I bet the Vikings are really <laughs> hoping he gets a quick diagnosis. Um Okay, so let's go to the Colts here. Um, Jonathan Taylor looked really good today. The Colts' defense, I mean, it's really hard to, like, gauge the Colts on this game because Kirk Cousins, just it was just a Kirk Cousins stinker. Uh, Jonathan Taylor looked really good, though. How do we feel about the Colts going forward? They're 1-1. One one. Dad, we were talking yesterday, last week about how we liked kind of the vibe they had, but then they lost the Jags, and we kind of jumped off. I mean, it was the same thing I'm again. such an idiot. I was go- in, Coming into the season, I was all Colts, Colts, Colts. They lose week one. I'm like, well, I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I, mean, I just threw out everything I believe because of one week. It was such a stupid thing. Of course, the Colts kicked the crap out of Minnesota. The Colts are good and the Vikings are bad. That's what should happen. Mm-hmm. So um, in terms of the AFC South, we talked about kind of how Houston is eh. No, not eh. Bad. Bad. Jacksonville is, we'll get to fun. them later. They'll, they're fun. They're risky. I don't think they're a favorite by any means. But you really have this Tennessee they're who looks, Tennessee three. looks really good. And Are we talking, we're, we're coming back to Jacksonville? We're going to AFC South right now. I'm talking Colts, Tennessee. What are we thinking? Looking forward on this division. Tennessee's obviously the favorite. Easily. Yeah. And they have the best coach. Do you think an division? AFC South team can squeak in in a wild card? Or do we think it's going to be locked up into one of maybe yeah. either the Patriots or Bills? No, the Colts can make that can take that spot okay call me next week after they go in and blow one and i'll jump right back off the train but as of right now i think the colts are good all right all right i like that um let's get um to our next game here the rams stomp the eagles i thought we were doing jacksonville jacksonville um is actually another segment away from now oh Sorry, it's jumping the gun. Um, I was excited to talk about. The we're going to talk. The Rams take care of business today. In a, they were favored by one point. They win thirty-seven to nineteen against the Eagles. And whoop! I I think we're getting a phone call right now. Um, is this Mr. McVeigh? Yeah, yeah. This is this is Jean McVeigh. How you doing? How you doing? I have one question for you. Are we back, baby? Well, well, you know what happened today? It was so good to see the guys out there on the field. I really fucked up in week one. I wasn't wearing a mask. Got a lot of shit in the headlines. But it was really good to see that Rams football back. My guy Jared Goff had 267 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. We're taking care of the ball. We're really we're really working hard this year, and we think we're going to bounce back and we're getting to this, uh, this playoffs, Andrew. Uh, and to answer your question, uh, 
Yeah, we're fucking back. That the Rams are going to win the NFC West. Thank you very much. I was good, except he'd never swear. <laughs> well, that's that. That was the ending. Was the 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 Rams are fucking back? They're going to win the NFC West. Um, Jared Goff, two hundred sixty-seven yards, three touchdowns. Am I alone on this Rams island? At, per usual, the Rams look fucking good. You're on an island. I still well, like the Seahawks, and then I just I like the, Cardinals the Niners, Cardinals, and everything. It's just too tough. Until I, I see like Jared Goff, go Rams. Until go. I see Jared Goff go, handle Rams, pressure, go. I will not believe. Every time that guy gets pressure in his face, he's horrible. Every time. But they're two I, and wait, against the spread. This I, year. I was right? just wondering, Dad. Since the beginning of last season, who's the second best team against the spread? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about whether or not Jared Goff Rams. is a good quarterback. He's just not. follow me every week. We just bet the Rams every week, people, and we win. Um, all right. Um, I I like the Rams. I think that that was a good win, but I also think um, the Eagles have a lot of problems. Wait a minute. You know why the Rams won so many games against the spread? You know, that you're the wrong. You're wrong about the comment you're about to make because the Rams were actually not that big of underdogs in a lot of their games last year. So no, let's carry just, on to the next. They were thing. overrated. That's why. It kind of doesn't work that way. It would be if they were underrated, they would win more games against the spread. Yeah, sorry, I mixed that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, cut that. Does does no? We're not cutting that. Uh, does Carson Wentz suck? He today, 242 yards, right now, two but. interceptions. He had a rushing TD. I mean, they, there's a he doesn't have many weapons around him, not Nothing. a good offensive line, but he has not – a couple years ago, right, he got them to 13-3. and three. He was an MVP candidate. We haven't seen that since. Nick Foles went and won them a Super Bowl. The injuries is – in Dak Prescott's position. I feel pretty good about yeah. the Cowboys. I think he just has no talent around him. Yeah. Okay, well, I – I used to think that, but, I mean, he's played pretty bad, and so I'm going to bring up my biggest disappointment of this season. It's the Philadelphia Eagles, and specifically Carson Wentz. I thought, and, I mean, I think we can all agree, the NFC East is a shitty fucking division. And yeah, the Eagles are... a 17-0 lead to I mean, Washington last week. And Carson Wentz, you can complain about not having the weapons and all that. Blowing a 17-point lead to the Washington football team... Yeah, that's Good quarterbacks that don't really do that. Hurt. That does hurt. That's, that's and hurt. this Rams bad, game bad. today, it was, they stomped them. It wasn't close. Carson Wentz did not look good, really, in they any parts of it. They for a minute in, like, the third quarter, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, but then Cut the Rams. Like 21-16 or something. Yeah, and then the Rams scored three straight touchdowns yeah. or something. So it, it didn't feel close at all in the fourth quarter. Um, so let's get. Let's if you have a bad offensive line, the Rams are a problem. Well, um, Eagles have I did mention that last line. week on our best bets. The Rams minus one. That's a lock. Um, the Titans are going to narrowly beat the Jaguars, taking the 33-30 to lead. Tannehill, four touchdowns, 239 yards. Great game. Had some great passes. Again, I mean, Tannehill's good because he doesn't have to take too many risks because they run the ball, play great defense. But I didn't really want to bring up this because I think the Titans are the favorite to win the AFC South, like we mentioned. I wanted to bring up this because... Going into this season, Gardner Minshew was ranked the worst starting quarterback in the league by, like, everyone. That is a joke. Gardner, let's give him some credit. Where did you put him? I mean, 15? I'm not... 15? Put him ahead of Daniel Jones. I put him ahead of Daniel Jones? I mean, I think he's better than Baker Mayfield. I think he's better, he's better than, than Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. I mean, I think he's better than Dwayne Haskins. I think he's uh, better everyone, than Kirk Cousins. Dwayne Haskins is Kirk the Cousins? worst quarterback. He's better than Kirk Cousins. I think he's better than... I think um, he's better than Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. I think he's better than Sam Darnold. 
He's way better than Sam Darnold. Plus, he has like all this aura around him. It's like he just rolled out of a trailer park to the game. I don't think Dak Prescott that. Short, I don't. I think Gardner Minshew and Jimmy. I'd rather have Gardner Minshew than Jimmy G because Jimmy Gardner Minshew has Gardner balls. Minshew. I'd rather have Gardner put him Minshew. on that Niners team with that defense and that running game. You know what he does is he hits Emmanuel Sanders on that Super Bowl play. That Jimmy G overthrows like just ridiculous. All right, so you're you're, you're mentioning the NFC West here. We got Arizona at two and zero, the Rams at two and zero, Seattle at two and zero, Niners at one and one. I'm gonna take the Rams as my right now. I'm leaning Rams to win this division. Andrew is Seahawks. Dad, are you Seahawks or Arizona? Seahawks. All right, but you think that we're getting two playoff? I think we all think we're getting two playoff teams out of this division, potentially three. I yeah. think three. They might get three. I think three. That's probably a pretty good bet to like them to get three playoff Just teams. Keep in mind they're going to beat each other up. They're going to tag each other with losses. Yeah, but I think that the um, the NFC East is going to be a lot of easy wins. I don't think the NFC North. I think the NFC North sucks. And then I think the NFC South, besides the Bucks and Saints, necessarily. No, I'm just saying, like, if you look around the NFC, the NFC South is decent. I mean, they have two good teams. Yeah. So that's the only competition in the entire. Unless you think the Bears are going to be. I mean, the Bears or the Packers. I don't think either of those teams are that great. But Aaron Rodgers is. But you think two teams are going to come out of NFC North? Probably not. Probably not. So it's really probably what you got is you have. It's either going to be like the Bucks, or two teams out of the NFC West, I would think. Um, so let's get to our favorite segment every week. Let's cue the music. The Stallion rides again. Josh Allen, 417 yards, four touchdowns for our boy, Dad. This is your favorite guy in the league maybe right now besides George Kittle. No, he's my favorite. He's your favorite. Let's give give the listeners a little he's, Josh Allen appreciation. The stallion is maturing. He's the most entertaining player in the NFL. Two-week mature. Okay, he, not only did he throw for 400-plus yards, he only threw the ball 35 times. He completed the ball 24. He had four touchdown passes, and he only ran twice. And they pulled. They were playing the Dolphins. This is like the, the I get most excited about when I watch they're, the Dolphins pulled close in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And in the ser- space of like five minutes, the Stallion uncorked two, like, 60-yard bombs on the money. And then also like a 15-yard run where he, like, decks two people and then fumbles at the end, but they recover it because it's just Josh Allen. He's got like, he's, it's, he could either be the greatest player you've ever seen or, or shit's going to go fucking crazy, and that's he, why I love him. There's no middle ground. It's it's either unbelievably awesome or horrifically bad, which is really fun to watch. And he has that crabby mustache. And he just it, it's Everything about it is great. And I love watching him play. Diggs was a good pickup for them because he he's good at yeah, the We finally saw that this week with him. Passes. And he they got some deep plays. threats. They're good. Devin Montgomery isn't isn't that their running back? Uh, Singletary, 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 and then they got Moss, that Zach Zach Moss Moss guy who's been playing really well. Their defense is good. The the Bills are okay. Well, so we're 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 loving the Bills right now. Theoretical gun to both your heads. Bills or Patriots to win the NFC or the AFC East? Excuse me. Buffalo Bills. Patriots. 
taking culture. The Bills will find a way. I'm taking, I'm taking the stallion. I had the Patriots before the season, but you know, cue the music again. The stallion will ride to the AFC East title. Andrew's shaking his head. Probably yeehaw. the smart move. But yeehaw. Josh Allen. Oh, boy. Let's talk a little records update from last show. So, um... Big Dog continues to be our house leader, seven and two overall, two and one today. The Vikings and Kirk Cousins really, really fucked over Big Dog today. It had a nice teaser because the other ones hit. I mean, very easily. easily. Um, but Andrew is also one and zero on his lock today. Josh Bilker, new to the podcast, or not new to the podcast, but new to giving out picks. He went three zero and one. His bet, his lock of the week actually pushed. It was a forty nine. And it was uh, in the Texans uh, Ravens game, and that game was scored forty nine. So he went three zero and one. And then today I went four and two, ten and eight overall, one and zero on my locks. Um, we're we're in the positive, and I think as a podcast, when we have the, the positive numbers, we just got to keep the good vibes rolling. So there was going to be maybe a discussion today about how we were going to maybe like try and like have like oh. I bet a fuck ton and I might be an idiot and gambling Andrew looks for his spots. Talking, but it's like... You're talking gambling philosophy. Gambling philosophy, but at the, I, we were going to talk about that. But then I was like, we're fucking positive on this podcast. So only good vibes. We can maybe dive into the gambling philosophies when we're record? not winning. I'm 10 and 8. 7 and 2. I would be twelve and um, I'd be 12 and Josh 6. Josh flawless 3 0 and 1. 12. What are you? What did, what did he finish last week? Uh, he went one and two on his bets, and then Ugh, told me God. yesterday on or last week when I showed him my thing on Sunday that went five and one on that day. He said he disagreed with all of them. So thankfully, his bets aren't being tracked that well. His Atlanta Falcons money line did really, really well today. Hey, he took the Falcons. Today. I took the. I took. I went for the risk, high risk reward. No one. Okay. Good okay. Wait. Wait. I just like to say this. You guys think that I like the money line dogs? There's no one in the world dog. more who loves a money line dog than Jeff Robbins. It's my favorite bet. I mean, you could. It's. It's. It, it's what I look for. That's why he bet on the Vikings today. Mm-hmm. I like money line dogs. You get Dad will talk about a team for six weeks, and then he'll see a money line dog. He's like, "Oh fuck, I gotta take that." <laughs> I can't help it. I love money line dogs. It is truly. I lost on the Nuggets money line tonight. Oh my. Okay. Well, we'll quickly dive into that before we give our Monday night football picks to end the show. Um, Lakers take the two zero lead. Anthony D- Davis's biggest moment of his entire career: the clutch three to beat the Nuggets. Um, they were down. By one or two? Was it? I think it was two. They were down. At, what do you at the very at end? At the very end, after that it three, was a one point game. It was a one point game. So he hits three so to give him a two point win. win. By two, but they in the last like minute or thirty seconds even they traded. Two well, or three okay, baskets. so like the he last ten points forth. of the Lakers were all scored by Anthony Davis, and the last twelve points of the Nuggets were all by Jokic. Um, that that was a big, 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 big moment for Anthony Davis. I've been kind of critical on him of how he's kind of like. I think he get got kind of a little too much credit for his time in New Orleans in a little way, but I mean he that was a big fucking shot. I he can't only say played anything. how many years of that contract he sat out so much of. He, he never <laughs> seemed like an alpha. Never did. But I don't think that he is. That was a big step That was a big forward. shot. He's still not an alpha. He was watching him, he was like talking after you could see him walking off the court like kind of yelling and talking. It just looks awkward. Yeah, well, okay. Well, so here's the question. <laughs> 
I'm not counting out the Nuggets because they've come back from two three one leads in these playoffs. I do though. I'm heavily heavily favoring the Lakers oh, to advance. Goodbye. NBA will not have the okay. Nuggets in the finals. I promise you. So thinking about that, how big of a favorite will the Lakers be against the Heat or Celtics? Against the Celtics, it'll be. I mean, against the Heat, it'll be massive. So you think like you could get the Heat to win the series at like plus four fifty? I don't know about that. Maybe like I'm thinking three hundred. Do you think that's fair? Do you think that the, the I think the Heat could beat the Lakers. I'm not saying I think it could happen if they played. If they every, play ten times, how many times do the Heat win? Three it's or four, tough. Three or four. It just depends on what you can get shooting wise out of the bench on the Heat, and that I would. the The thing is, is like you need Butler to be putting having elite Butler games, which he's played well in these playoffs, but he's not always putting up that many points. And he's gonna have LeBron on. Him. And he's gonna have LeBron on. Him. But what you, if you're the Heat in that situation, you just really need because the Heat have a way better bench than the Lakers and way better supporting players. You just really need Hero, Robinson, Draw. Because no one on no one on the Lakers could guard Drajic. Lakers are big. They have some. They have some matchup issues with the Heat that the Heat would be in trouble on. They're big. I mean, Bam Adebayo on Anthony on Davis. Anthony Davis. I mean, how many better? Def- there okay. aren't many. But what I'm saying is that's like you the take, best possible matchup you I'm could saying, have. Against you Anthony take Davis. the two best Heat players, Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, and they have to deal with LeBron and Anthony Davis. I mean, but you also, though, when you look at the Heat, they have uh, Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, more Dude, bodies, Andre Derek Iguodala Jones. I'm, I'm talking about guys to throw Jay at LeBron in the playoffs. Do you see that shoulder that Tatum threw at Crowder and then just dunked on his head last game? Yeah, you can say all you want, but I think that, that the Heat so have more guys great. than anyone to throw on LeBron. And, I mean, it's sad that you've Who, already— Jay Crowder? What are you fucking talking about? You can throw Jimmy Butler on him. Oh. You can throw— Andre Iguodala, you can throw Jay Crowder, you can throw Derek Jones Jr. What other team can throw that type of shit at LeBron in the league? No one can. can stop LeBron. None of the. I don't think well, any. When of those when when the Warriors played the Cavs, it wasn't like oh Andre Iguodala is going to shut down LeBron. You got to limit him, he and they have like guys they can throw it younger. In. For one thing, and he won the M- and somehow he won the MVP when LeBron was putting up forty a game. Yeah. Five years ago. What I'm saying is, you need people to slow him down and make him work for it. And the Heat have five bodies, if not more, that they can throw at him, and that's that yeah, shouldn't I, be I taken for granted. And they have a great matchup on Bam Adebayo against Anthony Davis. I like the Heat. I mean, I like the Lakers in the matchups if that series happens. I mean, I think they're too big. I'm not saying the the that the Heat are going to win, but I don't. I I think it's it's I mean, irresponsible to you, say that they don't match up well against the Lakers. I, I think the Heat you, match up very well against the Lakers. I just asked you how many times are they going to win out of ten? I think they're going to win six or seven out of ten, and the Heat are going to beat the Lakers and win the fucking title because LeBron James is a giant pussy ass bitch. <laughs> this is this emotional thing where he gets all attached. He knows that's not right. If they play ten times, how many times has LeBron won a title in the last two years? Zero. Zero. Which you know how many times Michael nothing. Okay, right l- let's just talk about this. Michael Jordan went six and zero in the finals. LeBron James sucks. Hmm. I think we've gone off the rails. <laughs> All right, let's get into our Monday night football picks before we end this podcast. It's late on a Sunday night, folks. We've been watching football all day. Andrew's in Vegas. Andrew, how was Vegas? Vegas was fun. Vegas, a bit there. Got to bring your mask. You got the plexiglass there, but it's, nobody's there right now. Did you get bottle service at the clubs? Yes. <laughs> you did. 
Fuck yeah, big cl- dog. <laughs> at the gambling center, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, nice. that, that's my type of club. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Vegas, we the got... clubs are closed right now. But tomorrow for Monday night... They're open? I think they're opening up. All right. Well, that's because the Raiders have a home game, the opening of their oh, new stadium. It's going to be wild. That looks fucking sick. Is it called? What is, do we Black know what it's called? Hole. It looks like the plot. It looks like the fucking Death Star. I thought they call it the Death Star. It's, it's not named the Death yeah. Star. Yeah. No. It's it looks really company. fucking cool. I don't remember, but it's something with like name. I'm sure it has something to do with gambling. Um, <laughs> the Saints are going to be favored by six in this game. Saints at Raiders. The Raiders money line's at plus 200. Over under is at 48 and a half. We each got to give out a pick here for tomorrow's game for our overall records. Dad, your record is being tracked on things you say on this podcast, not your dumb opinions you give outside of the podcast. Don't worry. Um, you should take the money line. What's the money line? <laughs> Raiders money line plus 200. If there were fans, I'd be more inclined to look at that. I'm taking the Saints minus six. That's a bet, bet. best bet. That's a best bet? That's what we give out. That's it's, what vo- volume betters have to specify. This is a good bet. This is what I'm just every single po- I'm, every single fucking pick I've given out on this podcast has been a best bet. It's not a lean, <laughs> dumb fuck. Ten and eight, dude. You're like two and ten. <laughs> I am not. I'm like one and two. I have not put any bets out on this podcast except last week. Yeah, because That's you just it. like listen to this and then tell me how I'm wrong, and then you're always wrong. It's not always wrong. All right, so what's your pick? I have Saints minus six. I go with Saints minus six. Okay, fucking great. I might change my pick. What's your pick, Andrew? I've walked past the black hole a couple times. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm taking the Raiders and Joe Gruden tomorrow, baby. Money line six. or plus six? Lining it? Plus six. I'll not oh. Plus six. I'm not plus six. <laughs> All right. I respect that. I like, the, I like Andrew shaking it up there with that. So, did the stadium look fucking badass? It looks Amazing. badass. Did we? It's right there. I mean, it is. We didn't. I don't think it was finished though. When the last time I saw it, the exterior was done. Okay. So when you drove past it, it looked. It's weird. It's really cool looking, and there's like a walkway across the freeway from the Bellagio. Mm -hmm. And there's supposed to be a lot of like gambling shit inside the stadium, so you can live bet the game. That's gonna go everywhere soon, except California. Such fucking bullshit. I don't know. The NFL might be able to get around that issue. Please God. Um, all right. Well, this has been episode forty-three of the Pineapple Couch. Um, thank you, Dad. Thank you, Big Dog. This is our last episode from an undisclosed location in San Clemente, California. But don't worry, the Pineapple Couch will be going on. We're moving studios, but the party will go on. We'll be hearing from Big Dog. We'll be hearing from Dad. Josh Bilker is going to be on on Wednesday. We got trivia coming up, not this week, but next week. A very highly anticipated matchup. A lot of tension, actually. But we'll talk about that next episode. I'm B-Rob. This has been the Pineapple Couch. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.